You're listening to the Healthcare Goes Digital podcast. Get ready to be inspired as we explore provocative topics surrounding innovative technologies and ideas with top industry professionals as we help to positively disrupt healthcare. At Impetus Digital, we believe that everything starts with a thought as we aspire to act as the bridge to ignite these courageous conversations, both through our insight platform and through these fireside chats. Let's get started with your host, Natalie Eden. Managing Director and Co-Owner of Impetus Digital, an all-in-one virtual collaboration solution for online meetings, events, and advisory boards. Hello, everybody. My name is Natalie Eden, and I'm one of the co-owners and managing directors with Impetus Digital. This is another episode of our Courageous Conversations, where we unfold and delve into interesting, bleeding-edge new technologies, new ideas, things that provoke us into thinking about how we can all work collectively to positively disrupt healthcare. We like to leverage the Impetus Insight platform where we have built some of the best asynchronous and synchronous virtual collaboration tools to virtualize in-person meetings, to be able to work with advisors, physicians, patients, payers, allied healthcare providers, in a longitudinal way using and leveraging technology so we can have these ongoing discussions about things that really matter and that are going to help us move the needle on progressing the way we treat and manage healthcare conditions, patients, and be able to impact wellness versus sickness. So today I wanna talk a little bit about facial recognition software. We're hearing a lot about this both in a both a dystopian and a utopian way. Um, it is a little bit of a scary concept when we think about how we're using phones and computers to unlock the way our face moves. As many of you know, as we've been starting to use telemedicine and um, a variety of things around Zoom and other sorts of technologies to be able to conduct meetings with our colleagues and with our our friends and family, we are noticing that so much of communication, in fact, 80% of it comes through body language and through facial recognition changes and opportunities. So the question comes down to is now that we're recording this and that faces and information through our facial movements um, are being recorded is how can this information be used? So it can actually be used really positively in healthcare for rare disease recognition, um, but it can also be used really negatively for things like you know ethnic discrimination. And in some ways, some of the scary things that you could almost think is like a harbinger of uh, you know a Black Mirror episode as an example. But let's actually delve into where some of the benefits are of fa- facial recognition software. Um, first of all, it can actually be used to help determine and various bone structures and skin textures. This is actually really, really um, excellent for, you know, again, uh, the uh, uh, law offenders and things like that. This can actually be used to identify people that might have been in an altercation. And again, it depends on what seat you're sitting in. This could be a positive thing or it could be a negative thing. What does this look like and how can uh, the, the legal system or law enforcement leverage facial recognition for identifying offenders, um, being able to solve crimes. But conversely, how do we prevent 
facial recognition software from being leveraged in a negative way for racial discrimination um, and those sorts of things that are becoming rampant in the social unrest that we're experiencing today globally. Um, we also see that uh, you know facial recognition software is being used in amidst many, many large so uh, social media outlets and channels that we see today, everything including Instagram, Facebook, uh, again, lots of controversy lately about TikTok um, and being able to gather these sorts of really personal assets around the way we look um, and how these are being leveraged for identification on the upside for possibly helping with security, being able to enter into some of the things like your computer, uh, your other sorts of a software that you're using to be able to recognize that you are actually the person that you say that you are. Again, because we do need to manage cybersecurity and the fact that people might be leveraging our identity in terms of written documentation to be able to steal our identity, but being, being able to go in with your actual face is another mechanism for security. Um, but it also can actually be used for helping with all sorts of different things in the healthcare space. Uh, there's a company called Face2Gene. Um, it's an app that's actually being used by clinicians to detect rare diseases and genetic conditions like Cornelia Delange syndrome, for example, where patients have certain facial characteristics that can be missed by the regular physician because they don't simply run into this very rare disease on a very common basis. So using these kinds of apps, being able to leverage really minutiae details around these changes in the way face looks can help to detect this. Um, and medical geneticists can use these apps in a very positive direction. Um, this has actually helped with a lot of things about managing expenses and certainly helping a lot of people going through all kinds of rigmarole of false detections or other sorts of um, uh, diagnoses that have nothing to do with that rare disease. So it can in the long term save people time, money, and again, the system, large amounts of money. So these deep learning algorithms um, can help with facial image analysis frameworks and uh, help to, and actually have shown to help identify conditions in its top 91% um, of, of the time, it actually can positively detect these sorts of situations. So it's like a Google search, but for faces. Um, and there's actually a lot of success rate with this um, as well. The other thing as well too, that has been coming up in facial recognition software is things like smart mirrors. Um, what these smart mirrors have is they have these built-in cameras and they can actually evaluate skin so there's a company called Skin Vision. There's another one called Neurologics. And they actually have things like transdermal optical imaging techniques that can help to measure things like blood pressure and stress levels and do a really quick scan to really just simply through your, your facial reflection. Um, and it actually can help you with doing things like detecting new moles that might be needed to be checked. It may be a recommendation to go in for an evaluation um, it can also determine if you're in experiencing an increase in stress levels um, where there might be an abnormal amount of blood fluctuations uh, that it can actually detect in your skin. Um, these kinds of technology, facial recognition software, can also help with healthcare professionals. Medscape, in a 2019 report, 
found that over 44% of physicians felt burnout, 11% of them were colloquially depressed, and 4% suffered from major clinical depression. So what if we could use facial recognition software to detect and address some of these issues and help to relieve some of the stress before it becomes into something where there's some major depressive disorder? So uh, for perhaps, for example, using facial recognition to uh, give recommendations on taking a vacation or taking some time off. Um, it could also potentially be used for um, insurance, uh, insurance uh, payers, uh, things like that, being able to, as a, and as a security measure, detect if people are posing themselves as an imposter to a particular individual. Um, it could also help, for example, detecting drug seekers or potential people who are um, acting in a criminal way in the healthcare space. Um, so there's other ways that it could potentially be used. And again, of course, I preface this, that it can be used positively, but also alternatively in a benevolent way as well. Um, so when we actually think about these things, we have to think about what this can mean around the use of our biometric data. How can it be used in a negative way? So we have to also realize that there's lots of concerns about privacy and security, especially as it relates to advertising companies. We're seeing a lot of antitrust concerns recently with Google, with Facebook, using this kind of information in a negative way. Um, how do we prevent hackers from leveraging our identity in a negative way as well, holding our identity as ransom, as hostage? Um, so we really have to be careful in being able to maintain our personal data and making sure that we have a greater responsibility around this. So again, um, associations like HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, um, making sure that we're protect protecting full face photographs and any comparable images and making sure that everything is de-identified. For example, if physicians are leveraging patient data or anecdotal, anecdotal patient data for case submissions in a variety of social media channels, specifically for, for physicians, that patient data is protected. And again, we aren't immune to human-induced bias in the use of facial recognition software. There's really, again, we hear a lot about the data sets that are inputted into these algorithms, that there is a judgmental data set based on the amount of data that actually comes through. So there's some deeply ingrained social injustices and some potentially unconscious individual choices that are put in here based on the data that actually becomes available. So we may actually find ourselves discriminating against, about, against patients, for example, based on their sex, their ethnicity, and maybe even their accent. Um, so it is some things that we need to be careful about, about the pros and the cons. So I'd love to know your thoughts about this. Please leave and share your comments below. If you're pro or con to facial recognition software, I know there's many companies um, uh, that have actually said that they will not be delving into this, including IBM as an example, that say they are staying away from facial recognition software. And there's others that are really incorporating it uh, very rampantly and very openly. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Again, this is a courageous conversation. Please connect with Impetus uh, for our Insight platform. If you're interested in learning more about how you can have some of these courageous conversations with your stakeholders, internal or external, and in a longitudinal way, um, experiencing these discussions in a very courageous manner.
Thanks so much and stay healthy. Thank you for listening to this Healthcare Goes Digital podcast. Impetus Digital are the business-to-business advisory board experts and provide virtual collaboration solutions for meetings, events, and projects worldwide. Visit us at impetusdigital.com to find out more and subscribe to our LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube to stay up to date about other upcoming inspiring conversations.